Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Father Bryce Sibley. I am the pastor and chaplain here at Our Lady of Wisdom on UL's campus. On behalf of all of the staff here, I want to welcome you, family and friends of Andrew, now Father Andrew, the priests, brothers here, seminarians, and deacons. It is a great celebration. And I am particularly honored to be able to say a few words today. I guess the story, like all good stories, goes back to Mamou, Louisiana. <laughs> About 10 years ago, I was pastor in Mamou, and I didn't know it, but there was this female doctor who was in Mamou working at times, come listen to my preaching during the week, and go back and tell her son, Andrew, you gotta listen to this priest. He's got this great homily, he's fantastic. And the whole idea was to encourage him to, of course, think about the priest himself. Well, in 2010, I was assigned here, and needless to say, Dr. Pamela Dar was pretty happy. <laughs> and she told then Andrew to go check out Our Lady of Wisdom. Now, I didn't know any of this, but starting those first couple of years, I was here way in the back. There was always this one guy for daily mass. He would be there, and he'd dart right, afterward, dart right afterwards. Come to find out that was Mr. Andrew Schumacher, now Father Andrew Schumacher, coming to daily mass. And over the years, I actually got to encounter him. And as I'm out to do sometimes, I thought, hey, ever thought about the priesthood? And the answer was actually yes. And so I got to know Dr. Dorr, and then we began conspiring together with now <laughs> Father Blake Dubrock and Father Brent Smith to hook him in and get him into the seminary. And so it all sort of culminated on a trip, a pilgrimage, in the spring of 2012 to Rome. Fathers Blake and Brent and I had this great plan because Father Andrew had decided he was gonna to come to get him into the seminary. And so I remember it so distinctly, and we talked about it the other day. Father and I were at this little hole-in-the-wall Italian restaurant right near St. Peter's off the Piazza della Cancelleria and we were eating literally the most delicious carciofi alla romana, this, this artichoke cooked in the Roman style that I'd ever tasted. And we began talking seriously, father-son discussion about vocation, about priesthood. And what happened there, neither he or I remember the details, we were drinking red Italian wine, might be part of it, I basically said, it's time to get out of the boat, Andrew. Make your decision. And from there, and praying at the tomb of St. Peter's and being in Rome, something clicked, and he decided to take the step, and he hasn't looked back. I remember when he came to me finally, we returned to Rome, to say he decided he was going to apply this tremendous sense of peace. I knew something has changed. I knew it wasn't going to be easy. I knew that there was going to be a lot of temptation struggle. Father had so much going for him. He was offered to get an MBA, chances to date beautiful girls. He had been successful, the, the, the president of his fraternity. There were going to be a lot of temptations to go and achieve worldly success. But he responded to the Lord's grace, and he is here today and is going to make a heck of a priest. And I'm really proud of him. 
It's just a blessing, though, that today for the first Mass, we get to celebrate John the Baptist. Why? Because, unlike a lot of people who do not know this, that John the Baptist was a priest. A priest of the Old Covenant, of the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, priesthood didn't pass through ordination, but passed through birth, through lineage. The tribe of Aaron, the tribe of Levi, through Aaron and the tribe of Levi. We hear in today's gospel that Zechariah's father was a priest from the division of Abijah, which served in the temple. His mother Elizabeth was a descendant of Aaron, who was that first great high priest. Colonel Ratzinger, talking about John the Baptist, says in him the priesthood of the Old Covenant moves towards Jesus. It becomes a pointer towards Jesus, a proclamation of his mission. And so considering John as a priest and his relationship and pointing to Jesus Christ as the priest, this is what I want to talk about today. What the birth we're celebrating today and life of John the Baptist can teach us, can teach you about the gift of priesthood. Again, we, we can only imagine here Zechariah and Elizabeth knowing that they are going to be the parents of this boy. The news begins to get around of this miraculous pregnancy and birth. They're so blessed. She who is barren has now been chosen and blessed by God to have a son. So they knew he was going to be a priest from the moment of his conception because of the way priesthood was passed on. And so you can imagine that they may have had an idea of what John's life would have been like. And then the family and friends of the whole community, knowing the dignity of his family, what his career, what his vocation would be like. And in fact, maybe even John at a very young age dreamt of his life as a priest. From a young age, he was going to go to the temple and he was going to start training, learning the word of God, learning how to slaughter all those animals, learning how to teach and to preach. He would begin serving in the temple, doing things here and there in the daily management of God's temple. He'd of course get married and have kids and hope that he'd have his own son who could become a priest in the same line. And once he got to the point where he could begin offering sacrifices, he would begin living out that call that had been there for so many generations. The community would provide for him as they did for all of the priests, and he'd have a good life, a life that he could imagine and understand as a priest of the Old Covenant. But the fact of the matter is, God had a different plan. For him, as a prophet, but for him as a priest. He was going to live out his priesthood of the temple. He was going to live it out in the desert. He wasn't going to have a family and sons. He was going to live a life of poverty and celibacy. He wasn't just going to be expounding on the Torah, but calling Israel to repentance. He wasn't going to live just for himself, looking back so much at the tradition of Israel, but looking forward to the Messiah and the coming of Jesus. He wouldn't go on to lead a happy life as a priest in his old age. He was going to lose his life at the hands of Herod and his wife. So my message today, Father Schumacher, is that the truth is the same is going to hold true for you. 
just as I believe it holds true for every priest. You, as a college student, had your whole life planned out to be a successful businessman, to have a big family. But the Lord changed that in a very unexpected way over an artichoke in Rome. <laughs> Six years later, look where you are now. Your plans were laid to waste. But the most important thing is the same is true for your priesthood. John lived his priesthood in a much different way than he may have expected when he was young, his family or his friends or anyone else would have expected. It's the same for all of us. I remember myself 18 years ago as a young priest living and studying Rome. I had this great idea what my priesthood was going to be. I was working on my licentiate degree in marriage and the family. I was going to come back and help marriages. I was going to write books. I was going to maybe teach in the seminary, do all of these wonderful things, these plans. And then I ended up in Mamu, <laughs> which were fantastic, unbelievable two years. Because the Lord had a different plan. He had a different vision for me and my priesthood. And the joy that I found, whether I was in Villeplat or in Rain or in parks, or in Mamu, and the greatest surprise eight years ago with my big mouth ending up here at UL. What I've done and what I continue to do and I presume what I will do in the future is something much different than what I expected as a young priest. And so the same will hold true for you and for your classmates. The priest you think you will be the priest you think Jesus wants you to be as opposed to the priest you will be and the priest Jesus wants you to be are often two radically different things. Just look at the lessons from John's life and to see what they can teach you, see what they can teach us about priesthood. He was prepared to serve in the temple. Instead, he served in the desert. You're going to get your chance to serve in the temple. You're going to be at the cathedral for two or three years. <laughs> the chances are your first pastorate is going to be in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> in a small rural parish. But you're still called to preach, to love them, to change their lives, and these are going to be some of the best years of your life. You're expected to minister. John was to minister in the temple in the Holy of Holies. Instead, what was he doing? He was baptizing at the River Jordan. You're apostolate. What you do, what your vision, not just in working in a parish, but the Lord sets you up to do, may be a lot different than what you expect. As I said, I had this idea that I'd be teaching marriage in the family. Instead, I'm hanging out with 18-year-olds over here at UL. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen. He hoped that he would be loved and respected. His family did. Instead, he faced persecution and hatred. And they say, and you've heard this before, when you're a baby priest, they're going to love you. When you become a pastor, you're going to become part of the problem. <laughs> because you can tell people no. And they're not always going to like that. As you get older, you will become your own priest. A very wise priest that I know said, as he got older, he realized he had no enemies. Everyone liked him. But he realized that he hadn't been the priest he needed to be. Because if you're truly going to be a priest, it doesn't mean you're going to be a jerk, but you are going to make enemies if you stand for the gospel. I'm sure John wished for that rock-solid faith. He was preaching, 
fire, hell, and brimstone. The, the, the Messiah is coming back, and he's going to be kicking behind and taking names. But at the end, he faced darkness and prison, sending his disciples to Jesus. Are you he who is to come, or should we look for another? This is a very unique twist on the end of John the Baptist that Cardinal Ratzinger, of course, Pope Benedict says, this was probably the final task assigned of the Baptist in prison, to become blessed by his unquestioned acceptance of God's obscure will. Your faith, your believing in what you teach is not always going to be easy. There are going to be days of darkness that will descend upon you, but you're going to have to push through just like John the Baptist. And you desire, and I'm sure John desired, great success in the temple. You desire great success in your parish and ministry, but often you're going to find that it ends in failure. You're going to fall flat on your face. All of Israel flocking to John, so successful, but at the end, he ends up by himself in prison facing death. So many plans and projects, and I've seen it in my life, and I can tell you that brother priests have seen it, of things we want, these hopes and dreams that end up failing can be disappointing and frustrating. But we find Jesus there. Now you say, well, Father, that's the glass is half empty. It doesn't sound too hopeful. This is the day of great rejoicing, especially on the day of your first Mass of Thanksgiving. But think of it this way. If John would not have had to endure all of those things, that shifting of what he understood his priesthood to be, he might have ended up a Pharisee. He might have ended up one of those people who put the Messiah to death. Couldn't see the truth of how God was working. Instead of leading others to Christ, he would have led Jesus to the cross. So this is the lesson. The vision that you might have for your priesthood lived out may not lead down the path that Jesus wants you. And as a result, it might lead down a path of darkness, thickets, and brambles. So today, allow Jesus the high priest to take the reins and to guide you on an unexpected path with great joys and at times with great trials and darkness, but one that will lead you to true joy because you're doing his will. And so that's my prayer for you today, Father that Christ will shatter your hopes, your dreams, your visions, your expectations, everything you have for your own priesthood, <laughs> but to lead you down the path that he's decided for you, the path that may be the desert, the locusts, the wild hun honey and camel skin, the priesthood of John the Baptist. Amen.